Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping with Sin. It is a red solo cup type of day. We are sipping out of that because, well, because we can. It's spooktober. It's spooky season. That's right. I'm going to yell. I'm going to get you excited. It's my favorite time of the year. It's it's the best time of the year. I will die on that hill. You can't argue with me. I don't care. Spooky season is upon us. It's the best time. And we're here with another fun-filled episode with lots of topics and stuff to talk about. And with that being said, we're going to bring back our esteemed colleague, the one, the only, Christian. What up? You caught me mid-sip of my beverage. <laughs> mid-sip. Um, See, that's, what, that's that perfect timing right there. Get you mid-sip. Man, I was ta- I was having a good old sip. Could be like sip. mid-piss, though. Ooh. <laughs> Could have like caught you mid-piss, and then you just don't know what to do. Do you just try to cut it off? Do you keep going? Do you, I mean, what do you do, you know? It's, it's that age-old debate. What? It's too late at that point. I think you just keep going. Yeah. It's like if someone catches you peeing or something, you're just like, ah, oh, screw it. It's going. Speaking of peeing, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. My brain works in weird ways. So whenever I worked at, um, I'm not going to say the place, but I worked at a retail store. And please, I worked. Please say the place. Please do what? Please tell us the place. Walmart. I, don't even know I worked at Walmart. Okay. Years ago. Okay. And I worked in the garden area. And I went outside to like their little patio area and I was doing something and it was not like, I don't know, but I went outside. This was like five o'clock in the afternoon or something. And there's this kid just pants, you know, down around his ass and he was just pissing on the patio. And I was like, oh, all right then. I I just turned around and walked off. I was like, I'm not dealing with that. (laughs) Letting it fly just over there by some lawn chairs. I was like, okay, whatever. You didn't even they have like, to water the plants or something. Or they they got a hose out there. We'll take care of that later. Like I'm not dealing with this shit right now. And you're see you're better than me because I would have been like, hey, fuck off! Like I would have definitely. I said mean, it something. was literally a kid. Like this kid was pretty young, but I mean, he was old enough that like, he was, was like he, by was himself. He, that or his parents just didn't care. But he was just pissing a river. Was he younger than like was he was he younger than double digits? He wasn't even ten yet. Was he younger than what? He had to take, was he younger than ten? Was he in double? Oh digits? yeah 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 for sure. Oh, okay, then then it makes more sense. I thought I, when you said a kid, I'm just assuming this kid's like I mean, I'm a, a preteen, I mean, probably or a teen. like seven, eight. I don't know. I mean, old enough that he should oh, have man. known. Like, go to the bathroom. Don't just piss. Like, you're not even fully outside the parking lot. You're in like that patio area that's like caged in. I was like, you don't even yeah, make it all the way can out just there. Just drive by and watch you piss. That's weird. He just like was right there. He just walked over there and just dropped him and was just going. And I was like, okay, I'm not dealing with that. I turned around and walked back inside. I was like, I'm not dealing with this shit right now. It's just strange, man. Like, I mean, I guess if if nature was really calling at that time, like, what could you do? But could You ever went in the bathroom and, like, an elderly person has their pants, like, literally around their ankles in a urinal? <laughs> I don't think so. Dude, I have. That's <laughs> happened also at Walmart. There's some weird stuff that's happened in Walmart. I was just like, all right. I mean, ass is hanging out, just letting it rip, pissing in the urinal. 
just just double cheeked up in the bathroom pee. I was just that's like, okay, whatever. I mean, what do you do? Like, okay. All right, yeah, that's how we started the podcast. But as we like to normally start the podcast, not talking about people urinating, we uh, like to talk about what we've been watching, listening to, playing, and reading lately. So we'll uh, we'll get right into that with uh, Christian. What he's got going on? Well, good question. Um, it's been a busy week for me in real life, you know, thanks to work. Um, but I I did watch a couple things. I did watch a couple things. Um, I did watch a film on Netflix called uh, The Devil Below. And I don't know. I didn't know anything about this film going in. I just decided to give it a shot. It was like a smooth 90 minutes. And I got to be honest with you, even though that film was an hour and a half, it felt like it was three hours. That was one of the most boring movies I've ever watched in my entire life. It, it had one actor in it that I, that I really like, and he's... Now he, he's in a bunch of stuff. And now that I'm, he's, he's in the newest Halloween. He's, he's, uh, he's the cop that got stabbed by Dr. Sertain with the pen knife. And I can't remember his name right now. Hawkins, I think deputy Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know so, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's in the movie, but like not even he could save it. He's not in the movie long enough for it to make a difference. He's in like the first scene and then the last little piece of the film. It's kind of, so this movie I'm not even going to go over the plot because when I tell you this movie was fucking boo-boo shoes, like I need you to understand that this movie was boo-boo shoes. It was trash. So this film, like all I can tell you is that it seems like some people saw the movie The Descent, which is a masterpiece of horror. And they were like, yeah, we could totally make that with a budget of about $2,000. And that's what you get. It's not good. $2,000. It's not good at all. $2,000. $2,000. And I'm, we can make I'm that with some you, chewing gum and fishing string. Yeah. We just yeah, need, totally. we need a, we need a guy to crawl around in this white dweller suit. We need a couple of people to get eaten and we need somebody to hold the camera. That's all we need. Like this movie was just not good, man. I'm telling you. Um, so anyway, don't waste your time doing what I did and watching this movie, the devil below on Netflix. It's garbage. Um, aside from that, I did watch uh, another film that is fantastic. And that movie would be uh, The Witch. Uh, I love that movie. Where did you um, watch I know that? A lot of people Where did you watch it, it on? Uh, it's streaming currently on HBO Max. So if you the want witches? to watch it now, it's I haven't on HBO seen Max. The Witch yet. And I need to. That's one I've oh, been God. wanting to watch Jesus. in the last couple of years. I've had it like marked, and then I've dropped the ball and not watched it. So I need to watch that. It's it's definitely uh, on the list for me. It's an A twenty four film. So if that tells you anything. You, you kind of know what you're getting into when you watch. Something and it's like got that. that the main actress is um from uh oh God, what is that movie I just watched? I watched recently, uh, Northman. Yeah, right. Anna Taylor Joy is definitely in that. Yes. Um, it's it's fantastic though. Um, I did watch that, and uh, to just drop a little bit of news on the listeners, uh, I did watch that movie for casual viewing, but also as a little bit of research. Uh, because I recently dropped uh, a side podcast with my partner, and it's called Horrorverse. That can be listened to on Spotify. Our first episode dropped, as the time of this recording, it dropped yesterday. So to all listeners, if you want to check out my new side project, Horrorverse, it is definitely available. I will send the link to Sin here so he can put that in the show notes as well. Um, But aside from that, of course, (laughs) no. (laughs) 
No, I said go. I, I was going to say go <laughs> Go subscribe and rate it five stars and show it some love. Yeah, but God, I, I was being it. nice like, honestly, and you said guys, no. I mean, I can be that ass. It, sound, it sounded no, like you said don't no Don't go to listen me. to Christian's like, podcast. Don't no. listen to guys. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's, it's just it has it's a candy lot like this. Um, and it's in a van. And there's puppies. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's a oh, lot God. like this. Um, we talk about a different movie each episode and our experiences with it. So I think you guys would like it. Show it some love. And I will say I'm very active on our socials uh, at uh, Horrorverse Pod at all the socials. Um, I'm super active on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, pop in, say hi, show me some love, guys. I'll definitely respond to everyone. And uh, I'll give the first couple of people who do pop in a shout out on the next episode uh, as the time is recording. Um, so aside from that, I did watch some more Smallville. I am now on season six of Smallville. It's hard to believe that I've been binging Smallville while doing work on the side. It's the same kind of shit each episode. But I got to say, this episode, like the first episode of season six, Lex has been taken over by Zod. So he has all the powers of Clark and they have a little battle I'm, at the time. You know, when it came out, I'm sure it was really cool and pretty epic, but now it's really anticlimactic for me. Um, but I got to say, man, like, Lana is so fucking annoying as a character. I, I can't explain to you how, it, like, I don't hate her because, I mean, why even waste my time hating this fictional bitch? You know what I'm saying? But, like, she's really annoying. Like, Clark, you lied to me. You won't be honest with me. And I hate when people aren't honest. I was like, bitch, everybody lies. Everybody lies. Not only that, but you're also a fucking liar. You lie about shit all the time when it suits you. You know what I'm saying? And, and Clark pretty much has to break up with her and tell her that he doesn't love her anymore. And he does this because he's trying to save Lana's life, blah, 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 yada, 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 drama, drama, drama. But I'm watching it and I'm, you know, enjoying it for the most part. But good God. And now Lana's with Lex, which doesn't make any sense because her and Clark are supposed to be 18, 19 in this. And Lex is supposed to be in his mid-20s. So I'm assuming he's 24, 25 at this point, possibly older than that. Uh, and, you know, he's now dating Lana, who was just dating his supposed best friend. And it's just weird, man. Lana just kind of gets around. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. I just mean, like, in every high school, there was always that one girl who kind of dated a guy and then ended up dating or messing around with pretty much all of his friends. And it just that's just the way life works sometimes. Not everybody is that way, but there is always that one person. And the same for dudes. There's always that one dude who's like messing around with all the friend group of, of a circle. But anyway, so I watched those. And then I was getting ready to watch another film that I love. And this one is an animated film. It's an anime actually, and it's called Perfect Blue, but I actually ran out of time. I didn't have time to watch that. So uh, the next time uh, we record, hopefully I will have at that point watched Perfect Blue because that is a fantastic film that I can't wait to revisit. It's a psychological horror uh, thriller, excuse me, and uh, it's available for streaming right now on Shudder of all places. Uh, so hopefully I can get access to that and watch it, but if not, I'm just going to buy it on Amazon because it's 1000% worth the cost. So uh, if you guys haven't watched it, watch Perfect Blue. We'll talk about it next episode. And that's what I've been watching, uh, aside from what we always talk about. But, you know, let me know. Yeah. All right. What about you, Sam? What you been watching? I, well, first off, I've played, um, well, I 
let me clarify. I attempted to play Overwatch 2, which <clears> dropped <throat> yesterday. Uh, scheduled a whole thing around it so we could be live for the release. Sat in the queue, did all that, got in, found out none of my stuff moved over from uh, Overwatch 1. So apparently that's some kind of known issue. I hope if I lost everything, I'm uninstalling. I'm just done because that's way too much time. <laughs> like all my characters that were unlocked, cosmetics, nothing has rolled over. A uh, bit of a rocky launch. Like you'll sit in a queue of like 40,000 people in front of you and then it'll just air out and you'll go right back to the back of the line. And it's just, I got to play some this morning and what I got to play was pretty fun, but I don't have all the characters unlocked because it's acting like it's a brand new account when it's not because I own Overwatch 1. I don't know. So I attempted to play that. So that that's fun. Free-to-play game by Blizzard. Having issues at launch. But, I mean, isn't that kind of how everything seems to go anymore at launch, like any big release? Um, yeah, they, they always launch stuff before it's ready, and then you get these issues, unfortunately. Uh, frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, other than that, I have been doing my spooky movies, and I will uh, tell you what I've watched so far. Um, we talked about last one. I watched It Follows a day early in preparation. I was excited for that. Um, and I've also watched Glorious. That may have been a little early. I may have been premature, you know, more excited. Um, I watched Monsters, the new one. And I kind of wanted to ask oh, you. How was that? <sighs> oh, um, okay. So tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's very. Okay, so you know how you ever seen where they take the black and white movies? I don't know the term. You may know the term, but when they add color to them, and like people with blue eyes have like overly blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Do you, what is the term for that? Do you know what I'm talking about where they add color to something that's black and white, or they restore it, or whatever, remaster it? Um, I don't know. There is I a don't term, know right? The correct term. Yeah, there is a term. I don't know the correct term off the top of my head, but I know what you're. The show. About reminds me of that because obviously the monsters was shot in black and white it the colors are very vivid and almost like overly um sherry moon zombie is pretty much what we expected she's she was so quirky in it that and like her mannerisms were like overdone so much and like fidgety that i was like was lily really like that and so i had to go back and watch the original show because even mrs sin was like is she just doing that? Or was Lily like that? And then I watched it and I was like, well, she, Lily's a little quirky, but not to the extent that she was doing it. Um, Herman was okay. Sure. Grandpa was okay. Um, so pretty much what it is, just a quick rundown without spoiling it, it's the events that lead up to Lily and Herman getting married and being together and then moving from Transylvania to Hollywood. And it's like events that lead up to the start of the show of Monsters because they they start they're already living on Mockingbird Lane all that stuff, so it's kind of that. Even have Eddie yet, right? Eddie is in there somewhere. I forget he he's not Eddie. He's like the actual actor, rather. Sorry, that plays Eddie is in it somewhere. I forget what character he plays, but he's in the show or the movie. Um, but like I, what I mean is that the, no, uh, the character Eddie Herman Monster and- does not exist, and Marilyn okay, is also not there either. Okay, that's that's what I thought. I, so you from, have from the Herman, uh, Lily, Grandpa. Uh, they find Spot. You see how they got Spot, which I actually kind of like that. That was pretty cool. Um, 
who else? Herman's creator, who I can't remember his name. Um, the actress that plays Elvira is in it. She's a real estate agent that sells them the house. So that was kind of cool. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, it was uh, actually, wasn't she in the trailer? Didn't we see her in the trailer? She's dressed up as a witch. Yeah, like, yeah, we totally saw it. It looks like a, a witch from like Wizard of Oz, like green face paint, nose, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her. I mean, it's really, it's really, really weird for me to associate this movie with Rob Zombie. But I guess this is something like if he grew up and he loves it, I don't know. The Cherry Moon Zombie to me was a, a part that I was like, eh. Like, she just kind of got on my nerves. And I also don't remember Lily having powers. Like, she would, like, get mad at somebody and, like, her eyes would glow and she would, like, yell. And then Grandpa would even be like, uh. Oh, Igor. Igor's in it. Uh, before a bat. Then you see how he turned into a bat. Mm, nice. So, I mean, there's some cool stuff. But there's some stuff that I was like, uh. Mrs. Sin definitely didn't care for it. It was a lot of really cheesy, corny stuff. But, I mean, also you're going for, I don't when, when was the show? 60s? When did the monsters come out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, correct. Rob Zombie's obviously going for that style, older, kind of cheesier sitcom kind of style, I guess. So, eh. I mean, you could watch it for spooky season, I guess. Not like something I'm going to go rush and buy. You, but go. would you recommend it, though, is what I want to know. <sighs> to someone that's not watched monsters, probably not. Someone that's watched it, I mean, maybe just to see, like I said, some backstory. Whether or not the backstory is actually accurate, I don't know if they even thought out the backstory that much, to be honest, back then. Um, mm-hmm. Herman does a little weird things every now and then, but, I mean, eh. eh. I mean, I guess Spooky Season, you could watch it. I wouldn't put it near the top of my list. Like, if you're struggling to find something, you want something as background, maybe, you can watch it. I'm not gonna give it a high praise. I can't. It's it's kind of what we expected, you know. It's one of those kind of things. Um, yeah, that's fair. But that's I had fair. to watch it though. I was like, I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. It gave me something to watch to get in preparation. So I watched that. We're gonna move on from it because there's really not a lot. I'm assuming you haven't watched it yet. No, I, it's one of those films that I don't know if I'm gonna watch because nothing about it really seemed interesting when I really tried to dig into the trailer to see like what was going on. Um, but I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't into it to be honest. Um, I might watch it one of these nights because I don't think it's super long. So that would be the reason why I watch it. And also it's, um, I mean, I was never like a huge Munsters fan. I did like the Munsters, but like, the thing for me is like there's never gonna be another Herman because the guy I can't remember the actor's name right now, but he was Judd in a in a, the cemetery. original Pet Cemetery film. But like you're you're not gonna redo him. There's no there's no way, right? Yeah. So I'm not expecting that. But um, I, I mean, Rob Zombie isn't my favorite director. He's not my first choice to make a film like this either. But we'll see, man. Like I would totally watch it and see what's going on. Um, I just don't know how soon I'm going to do that. So yeah. we'll see. I might, you know what? You know what? I take it back. I will absolutely watch that movie this weekend because I'll have uh, my son with me. And it's a clean movie. Likes- yeah, you could totally watch a kid yeah. with it. If you need a movie for a kid for spooky season, there you go. It is clean. I don't, yeah. 
I actually don't know if there's any language in it, and there's no blood, like there's no like violence. It's all like humor and lighthearted. Absolutely, so I'll, which I'll is totally very different for Rob movie. Zombie too. I did forget to mention another film really quickly, and I'm gonna I'm throwing some real fast. Another film that I did watch over the weekend, I completely forgot to uh, mention earlier. I watched Hocus Pocus two that's on Disney Plus right now. I haven't seen and, it. Mrs. Um, did I haven't. So what I can say is this. I, I'm not like the biggest Hocus Pocus fan, but I do really enjoy the first one. I've seen it so many times. That's why I'm not like a huge fan of it anymore because I've just seen it so many times. Um, but I can say this. Watching that film, I loved almost all of the scenes with the Sanderson sisters just because it was nostalgic. I really enjoyed seeing them on screen again. Everybody's definitely older some people have lost weight some people you know what i'm saying like every nobody looks exactly the same but they did a better they did a good enough job as they could with just makeup and not you know overly cgiing people so i really respect that portion of it but here's the thing half of the movie was garbage for me and the half of the movie that i'm referring to is the half that has to deal with the the kids like the the new main characters that we're following the teenagers or preteens whatever you want to call them like I really, really, really didn't like those characters. Oh, now and, who's who's disliking kids this week? Last week I got ridiculed for Chucky kids. Now look at you. But it's different. So the Chucky kids, you hated them, even though like we we got like we got some pretty good uh, motivations for these characters. Like Lexi hating her and Chucky, totally understandable. She starts to redeem herself later on and starts to become a likable character, but I can totally understand people still hating her because she is a piece of shit. I'm not going to lie. But these characters in Hocus Pocus 2, they're just not believable at all. One of them is very, like, and I'm telling you, they telegraph this shit the first time she's on screen. She's very obviously a witch, and they just like ham it the fuck up because this movie is just made it's made like a disney channel original movie and not like a like a disney plus film or not like a feature length film so the new characters were just really really annoying one character is like astray from the other characters because she has a new boyfriend and she wants to be cool I just didn't buy that shit at all. Her boyfriend was a parody of every kind of like jockey boyfriend ever. It, it, dude, it was it was sad, is what I'm getting at. It was sad, but the parts with the Sanderson sisters, they were they were fine. I liked them. Of course, they hammed it up with a new song in this movie, and I didn't really enjoy that portion because I would, you know. There's a lot of pop culture references in this film that you get from the Sanderson sisters themselves, but like, how would they know these things? Because they weren't alive when these events happened or when these movies popped up or whatever. And then there's moments where they do things and it's hilarious. There is a scene in a fucking Walgreens that I can't lie, I enjoyed. I really like the part in Walgreens a lot. But um, with all that said, is it worth a watch? Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. So if you have access to Disney Plus, definitely give it a watch. It's not something that I'm going to rest and watch again. I'll watch the first one before I watch the second one. But um, all in all, um, it wasn't terrible. It was an enjoyable watch. But I got exactly what I expected from it, which was, you know, some cheese. And uh, it's definitely cheesy. But I didn't, I didn't dislike it. Totally worth a watch. Um, but uh, the first one obviously is better. There was no way they were going to outdo themselves from the first one. Um, with that being said, that's, you know, if you have kids and you want to watch something that gives you a little bit of nostalgia and something that you don't have to pay that much attention to, 
totally worth a watch. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got to say about that film. <laughs> All righty. Uh, so what else I've watched? Um, we watched uh, Friday 13th, part one. Um, and it was pretty fun. We watched that with uh, the Mrs. Mom, who, bless her heart, was... She was like, okay, is this the one with the babysitters? I was like, no, that's Halloween. And she's like, okay, which one's this one? <laughs> yeah, no, like, she was like, which one's this one? I was like, they're at a camp. And she was like, uh, I don't think I've seen this one ever. I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, I don't... I've never seen this one. I was like, this is the Jason franchise. And she was like, uh, I don't think I've seen this one. So I was like, okay. So we watched it with her. That was pretty fun. Um, and then I've watched uh, Village of the Damned. And I have watched Salem's Lot for the first time. And that's a long-ass movie because it was made for TV in like 1979. It's like three hours. Uh, watched it for the mm, first time. Okay. They have a remake of that coming up. And then I watched a movie that I had heard about a while back and wanted to watch and didn't watch. And then I saw it probably like a month ago and I've been waiting and I actually watched it October 1st. And that is bad candy. Um, it has Corey Taylor from Slipknot in it. Um, and a bunch of other people that, I mean, I think one might be from Sons of Anarchy. There's not a lot of like notable people. Um, so my initial impression is a B trick or treat essentially. Without it being for bad candy, yeah. Okay. Have you seen Bad Candy? I haven't watched it yet. So, like, when I say B trick or treat, they don't have like a Sam. There's like a clown, and I wouldn't say necessarily it's going over rules, but it's like an anthology kind of story thing. Like, there's different things playing out throughout the movie, and Corey Taylor plays a DJ that's doing like he's called Chili Billy, and it's like they're they're radio stations like 66.6 or something. And they tell spooky stories for Halloween and like callers calling and stuff. So that's kind of it. Um, I didn't hate it. It was, it's very B. I tend to like B movies though. At times, like it depends on the B movie and like how it is. I like it. I could get a lot. I got a lot of, um, like I said, trick or treat vibes from it, but <clears throat> watched it. it was all right. Mrs. Didn't care for it. Of course. Um, and yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I don't know what I'm gonna watch tonight yet. I haven't figured that out. Um, I am curious to see how they do the Salem's Lot remake. And, uh, I am too, because I actually enjoy the book Salem's Lot. And I, I bet the book like is what they're going to do. The movie to me, because it was made for TV and it's so old was kind of really slow in parts. Mm-hmm. And three hours, I was like, okay, like. One of, the, one of the best parts of the movie, the TV movie, is uh, the part with the kid um, floating at the window. The window, yes, yeah. They shot that's it like and the then they part. played it in reverse to make it work. Oh, that's how they did that. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like where? The, okay, so whenever he gets to the window, is that what you're talking about? The other kid comes with like a cross yeah. to the window and he's like, "Let me in," and he has like the crazy. Yeah, eyes. that's the, That's exactly what I'm talking about with those the yellow eyes, dude. Yes. So yeah. I watched it. It's actually on that show we were talking about, the 101 Scariest Things. That's how I know that. They actually talked about that exact scene. Oh, sweet. But it, uh, so they shot it, you know, obviously like smoke out and all that stuff. And they shot it like that normal. And then he played it in reverse where the smoke would roll different. And that's how it rolls weird. And they did all that. So it's pretty clever. Okay. I like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty nice. But moving on, I have quick news that. 
I'm not gonna lie, got me tingling. Got me tingling in a good way. You know how that is, Ooh. Christian. <laughs> okay. This news is something I've been waiting with bated breath for this damn news to happen forever. I have watched the original countless times, which used to be just a cult film, and not a lot of people knew about it. And then now, I feel like it's everywhere, literally. I feel like you, like it's so popular. I've read the graphic novel, which I loved, and it has been said multiple times that once they finish the project, mainly the project Krampus, Trick or Treat 2 would be coming. Like, it was going to happen. It had to happen. And damn it, it's happening. It's in very active development. It is officially being announced. Uh, God, I can't wait. Because literally, like, if it's anything like the graphic novel, there's other stories. You can you can take that film anywhere. Because Sam is just the spirit of Halloween. So you can literally, there's so much stuff you can do. I, I can't wait. I need it in my life. It better not suck. If it sucks, I will, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I'll drop kick something. That's what I'll do. Christian? This is I mean, I'm I'm more I'm here's the thing. I don't know how to how to give the listeners my full opinions without just yelling because I fucking love trick or treat. And I think I actually think you like trick or treat even more than I do. And in, in my horror movie category, if you're like, all right, you can, you know, give me a horror movie you can watch anytime. Like, top of your list. You can watch it over and over again and not get tired of it. I'm going to say Halloween, 1978, like the original. And I'm going to say Trick or Treat. It's going to be right there with it. I can watch Trick or Treat any time of the year, and I'll be ecstatic. I like Trick or Treat so much, Sam is actually tattooed on my arm. So is the Halloween logo. But that shows how much I love those franchise, like those two. Feel that 100%. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. That, that, that's the that's the best thing I can say without rambling, because um, I've already rambled today. But uh, I'm super excited. I can't wait for them to to show us like a new poster or something for it. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, can't wait. I, I honestly just can't wait. I'm I'm just excited. All right. Well, what I believe is our next topic, I believe, is uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, at the time of recording, sadly, uh, She Hulk, the latest episode, has not come out yet. So, the next two episodes will probably get lumped together, or at least this episode. So, uh, you get a She-Hulk break. And this will probably be the episode that, you know, stuff actually happens. So, that's kind of how it goes. Most had, likely. Like, filler Most episode likely, yeah. after filler episode this week that we don't cover it. It's probably when shit will go down. Uh, but I think, is it House <laughs> of the Dragon time? It is House of the Dragon time. Um, okay, I'm going to make a comment before you go on your in-depth uh, like analysis of it. Yeah. You ready for this? Ready. Okay, a couple things. First thing, so I don't, I cannot remember her name. I'm not even gonna try. Aegon's sister. Do you remember her name? Mm-hmm. Helena. Helena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Helena. I think well, you see her like it. twice in the last two episodes, and she's being weird, like prophesizing shit over there. Anyways, she prophesized in the previous episode something about something about an eye. And a dragon, or you only way you'll get a dragon is a sea with one eye, or some shit like that, and which Christian will go over, comes true. That's crazy. She made another prophecy. I don't really remember what she said, but it's going to be interesting to see if that comes through, because she is a... She's different. Um, other thing, this <laughs> this may be my favorite episode to date. Oh, yeah? 
And I say that because in this episode, I feel like you get Game of Thrones at its strongest. While I love huge battle scenes, like Battle of the Bastards and stuff like that, I really enjoy those episodes a lot. This episode is devious as shit, cutthroat, and very political moves everywhere. And I feel like that is what Game of Thrones is really about. Obviously, the Game of Thrones. And I just I thought this episode was really good. I really liked it. Which they've all been good, but yeah. I think this might be my favorite to date. I was trying to think if I had. I have to. Do yeah. I? I mean, it's a really, it's a really good episode. There's a lot going on. Uh, a so lot. That makes sense. Why it's your favorite? Um, I have seen some comments. Yeah. I don't know that I necessarily agree with them. So I've seen some people saying that Matt Smith and the young Renera have better chemistry than the older Renera. I just think Renera is more jaded at this point of her age. Like, it's not like, like being naive or something. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I want to see how she plays out. It could be the event. She's mourning a lover cause dude's dead. And then he's Damon that pretty much is going to do one asshole thing. An episode, at least you can almost count on it. Like you can be like, Oh, there's just the asshole moment of the show for this episode. And you can check it off. Um, like what was it? The very beginning when they're doing the, like the eulogy for his wife, Mm-hmm. He chuckles, and I was like, there it is. There's Damon. Like, we've got it. We've got our quota for the episode. Uh, but with that being said, I also really... Damon has become one of my favorite characters. Because he's an asshole, <laughs> and he's going to do something bad, usually. But at the same time, I, I kind of love him. I, I don't know. It's a very weird relationship. Like, at first, it's like, oh, Damon's going to be that person that you hate. And then I was like, oh, no, it's going to be Otto. And now it's like Allison's really taking that role on. But Damon, at the same time, like, I kind of just accept he's an asshole and you like him for it because he is who he is. That makes sense. I mean, it's really easy to like the. Did you not hate Damon initially, though? You're like, wow, he sucks. I didn't necessarily hate Damon because I had read, you know, excerpts from the book. So I kind of knew what I was getting into before the show started. But he is as soon as they show you him in the first episode, he is definitely one of the characters that they uh, pose to you that, that you should dislike, you know, and it makes perfect sense, but there are characters way worse in the world than, than Damon. And that's, you know, to say you get character. We'll, we'll get into it later, but well, there, I think Damon there is violent and he has good. like those urges. I think he's, you kind of know what you get with Damon though. Damon sucks because he's a show off and because he's so much of a show off and because he's so arrogant, that leads to other people needlessly getting hurt. So that's not really something that I'd want to see, but I can definitely um, see why he's your favorite character. You know what I mean? Like essentially if you're one of those people who loves characters like Vegeta or Bakugo, if you know, speaking from the anime sense or even like Raphael from Ninja Turtles, like, yeah, I could see why Damon would be your favorite. So I totally Who would be get your it. favorite. But out of out of Game of Thrones, like he's my out of House favorite. of Dragon. Not Game of Thrones is separate separate thing. Because Damon's not gonna be my favorite if we go Game of Thrones. Like, who's your favorite in Game of Thrones? I mean, Jon Snow. Easy. I feel that. Like my favorite is Jon Snow. It was Tyrion until I like got Tyrion caught up is on number the two. Books. 
very Dude, close in the second. book, Tyrion kind of sucks. But in the show, specifically for the show, Tyrion's a really good character. He's easy to to lobby behind. Um, yeah. And so is Jon. So, I, mean, I, I think Arya would possibly be three for me. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, trying to think if there's anything else in my quick quick uh, thoughts before you go in detail. Because I know I'll like go back and forth with things. Um, I wanted to say something about Eamon, but I'll wait because I know you're going to touch on it. Um, I mean, if there's something that you want to say about him now, go ahead. And then so, I'll just go into... I don't know how you feel about it, but Eamon in the previous episode was kind of bland. He was getting picked on. He didn't really show any, like, cojones. He's just kind of like, I don't have a dragon. Everybody's making fun of me. Then there was really nothing. And so, like, when he got his dragon, spoiler, when he claimed his dragon, he's riding. I was like, damn, that's kind of cool for him. And then he turns into full villain dick mode. And I was like, whoa, we become a man quick. We ride one dragon, and all of a sudden, we are a full-fledged man. Like, I think it's a really good... um a really easy explanation for something like that is now that he has a dragon, he feels like he has absolute power. And how does the saying go? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's exactly what that, what that means. Like th- none of, none of the high tower children were going to be good people. Well, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. There are definitely a couple of the kids from that, from uh, Allison that are, you know, decent people, but the way that they're raised, and the same for Rhaenyra's children, the way that they're raised, they're raised like royalty. So I mean, it's it's hard for them to be decent human beings because of you know the struggles they haven't had to endure. They don't know how to be empathetic like you know other people would be. But I agree with you. He flipped it almost immediately because it was like a feel good moment, like never ending story. You know, riding fucking through the sky and stuff, and he gets out there and they're like. My dragon, he's like, ain't your dragon now, bitch? Like, my God, what? Where did this come from? But yeah, um, another thing, I'm gonna be honest, I did not notice Viserys was missing an arm in the previous episode, and when you brought it up, I was like, really? I was like, damn, I missed that. So this episode, I made a point from the start. I even told the missus, like, did you know he doesn't have an arm? She's like, no. I was like, yeah, he doesn't have an arm, and I was actively looking for it. I was like, damn, he really doesn't have an arm. Like, dude is actually it's, falling it's apart. Crazy. He's like a walking zombie at this point. Yeah, seriously. Um, he, he looks yeah, like shit. He's I'm trying not to think. For the world. That's some quick thoughts. I know I'll probably think of more as you're going through. So uh, I'll let you begin your analysis. But I'm going to say right now, favorite episode at the moment. Because there was a lot of stuff going on. And there was, yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff. I like the the tension shot at the beginning with Renara walking around kind of watching Damon. And Damon just being Damon. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And there was a lot of stories and plots going on in one scene with like characters. So, all right, let you take well, the floor. With, cool. I'll jump in. I'm going to kind of run through this as quickly as I can because I don't want to run out of time like we did on the last episode. But um, in this episode, um, in the intro, if you if you look really hard, it's kind of hard to see. But I, you know, I'm looking around for all the Easter eggs I can find because I'm weird like that. But if you look really hard, you see that Lenore's emblem is bleeding in the in the intro, and it, that's different from the last episode. 
So I believe that is what we like to call foreshadowing. So you definitely see that. And then the episode proper starts with Lena's funeral, and it's a close-up on her casket, which looks creepy and badass both at the same time. Um, and it's a, it's a, a, I'm trying to remember, she's a Valarian, so they return to the sea when they die because they pray to the sea gods. So they drop her casket into the ocean, and then you Question. see actually when they drop. Yeah, go ahead. So since they're so sea oriented, do you think they're in any way relation to um, damn, um, Greyjoy? And then yeah, that's the sea, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it Greyjoy? Yeah, you're on Greyjoy, Theon Greyjoy, all the yeah, those are the Greyjoys. Yeah, they. I don't think that they because they're very oriented like them. The drowned. Yeah, they're they're, and... they're a little bit. Yeah, theirs is a little bit more proper, though, than the Greyjoys. But I, I totally understand the correlation there, 100%. That makes perfect okay. sense. Um, so, yeah, I totally get that. Um, then we get a close-up of Otto Hightower. He is definitely the Hand of the King again. And I remember saying this out loud as soon as it happened. Like, how the fuck? Like, <laughs> this this dude is back as Hand of the King. Like, I... Everybody, listeners know I don't like Otto like at all. So him being the hand again really sucks. Um, but that's what happened. Um, so anyway, we get that scene. What did you think when you saw that he was hand again, by the way? I was curious. I honestly expected it because the way it was insinuated last episode with um, Beetlebug. I can't remember his name, so he's still Beetlebug to me. Um. He was talking about like a hand and like all that stuff, the way they were going. I was like, they're going to put Otto back. Like, they're going to bring him back to power so she has that inside person other than herself to like whisper in the ear. Like, I, I fully expected it. So when I saw it, like, I saw him, I was like, damn, he's the hand of the king before they even showed it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Because I didn't think dude would take it. They're not going to just, I didn't see them moving him up that, like, that's to fair. that kind of power that quick. That's fair. Um, if you noticed, um, I don't know if you if you peep this when you're watching the episode, but if you're if you're looking for it, you notice when Renera walks into the funeral party, she walks in alone, and I believe that that's a callback to her walking in alone to the party when when Damon returned after defeating Crab Eater in an earlier episode, um, and it, it's just you know f- further showing you that even though she is married and you know has children and stuff she's still very much alone when it comes to these types of things so i was definitely on the lookout for that um and then we see aegon uh getting hammered on wine uh if you guys have read the books you know that when he was younger he loved to drink and that doesn't change when he gets older uh he gets that from his dad i'm assuming uh but he's definitely getting hammered on wine and then we learn in that scene Actually, you didn't mention it earlier, so I don't know if you caught it or not. But we learn right after we see him getting hammered that he is uh, betrothed to marry his own sister. Yes, uh, Helena. Yeah. So yeah, he's 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 definitely has to marry her. He's not happy. The bloodline pure. Absolutely. Um, You think she's a prophet? Definitely. What is what is her deal? I mean, definitely. She there. There's definitely something with her that makes her a little special, right? Like I think that's easy to say. Does she she sure. has like some kind of ability or something. I think I feel like she can for foresee things. I mean, definitely, she definitely does have uh, the sight in a in a sense. 
Um, and we'll see more of that later on as well. Is if they if they keep that from the books, that is, we'll see more of that going on moving forward. Um, but anyway, Aegon doesn't like the fact that he has to marry his own sister. Uh, Allison probably did this so that she could decline Renera's offer from the last episode uh, for the proposal that she did. And I'm pretty sure she did that shit out of spite as well. Um, and it was all about, you know, keeping the bloodline pure and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure she told that to the king, Viserys, so that he would go along with it. But obviously we know that Alicent is uh, very manipulative. So that's why she did that, I'm, I'm sure. We don't hear that in this episode. But I mean, honestly, if you just listen, you know, that's the reason why these things. Um, so let's see, after that, I'm like I said, I'm trying to go through this pretty quickly, but without, you know, omitting stuff that I caught watching the episode. Renera asked Jace to say something nice to his cousins because they just lost their mom at a funeral. And I mean, he does. He goes over there. He doesn't really know what to say, but just his presence is enough. And he, they, you know, hold his hand and, and really appreciate him being there. That, that's the daughters of Damon, by the way, I'm mentioning uh, for those of you who didn't understand who I was talking about. But yeah, he does a nice thing. He goes over there and, you know, they're, they're friends. And then it's different because in the books, Renera and Lena were like best friends. The way that their relationship was in the books was very similar to the way that the show, you know, portrayed her and Allison's relationship. So if that makes any sense for you, I think I mentioned that in the last episode too, but just in case I wanted to cover my tracks. Um, and then we see that Laris is now the Lord of Harrenhal after, you know, the uh, convenient death of his brother and father in the last episode. Uh, then we see the twice widowed now Prince Damon, and it's really funny to to know that he's lost two wives now. They both died, and it's the first one. Obviously, he was there for he was there for both of them um, for when they both died, and that's that's just crazy to me to see. But yeah, twice widowed Damon. Uh, so we see him in the episode finally. Him and Renera definitely looking at each other. They're peeping each other from the distance, and then we see that. Um, as Viserys is going to bed, he calls Alicent by his ex-wife's name, Emma. And I don't know if you caught that or not, but he totally called her the wrong name. And that's just going to show you how much he still loves and misses her. But also, he's this dude is getting sicker and sicker as time goes by. Yeah. So I don't know if... Did you catch that in that scene? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally caught that and i was just like man that sucks and everybody kind of played it off because they know the king is sick and dying so they didn't he's say so too frail much about too. it he's so frail and weak like yeah he is absolutely so. it, it's definitely shown in this episode too in various scenes that i'm sure you'll talk about like he just he doesn't really when he speaks he doesn't have that authoritative tone anymore to like i'm the king this is what i'm saying obey like i feel like people are going against him because he's so frail and weak at this point too, which I mean, not saying he was the strongest King when he was healthy, but it's even worse now. Also, Allison kind of runs shit. So yeah. They, they How many times of, does he tell people they, to go to bed? In that one scene. Uh, a lot. Yeah. He's like, go to bed. And everybody's just like, yeah, fucking, we're going to do what we want. You could definitely make a drinking game out of how many times somebody was told to go to bed. And yeah. so that's for sure. It's what about funny. you talked about uh, Aegon drinking? What about uh, Otto smacking the piss out of him? I didn't actually write that down, but Otto did fucking kick and slap him <laughs> when he beat the shit out of him, <laughs> which I laughed. I thought that was shit. hilarious. 
I, I it's because Aegon is so annoying that I I probably just didn't write it down. But he he absolutely he absolutely kicked <laughs> the shit out of him <laughs> when he realized that he was over there fucking drunk, dude. That shit was funny as hell. And I'm glad that you said that. I just I forgot about it after a while and didn't write it down. But thank you for bringing that shit up, man. That shit was hilarious. That was one of the best parts of the episode. <laughs> It was definitely uh, something fun to see. Another thing I didn't write down, but I remember, is during the funeral, um, you see um, Lenore. He's just kind of hanging out in the sea, just sad about his sister's death. And it's it's really weird that he's like almost drowning himself, just standing in the ocean. He's got to be cold. He's weak. He hasn't eaten. He hasn't drinking anything. So he's just it's just it's a sad sad sight. Um, and that just goes to show you how much that the hammers home when I was saying earlier how alone Renera really is. Like her even fake husband can't do his duties at this point because he's so sad about his sister and everything. And he's just, you know, tr- essentially trying to kill himself in the ocean at that point. Um, but jumping back into what we were doing here, we get the scene that you mentioned where uh, Eamon claims Vagar um, and Renice wants Renice, um the queen that never was by the way she wants driftmark to pass to bela um their granddaughter and not lenore and then after it passes to lenore it would go to luke but because Renice doesn't really fuck with um Rhaenyra that much and knows that those the kids don't belong to lenore and she knows that lenore isn't going through a phase he's just you know gay like that's his his whole thing. She doesn't want the uh, she doesn't want Driftmark their home to go to the wrong people. So she's trying to convince her husband. Um, she's trying to convince her husband to to let that pass to their granddaughters. And the granddaughter that she wants in particular would have been Bela, which is the daughter of Damon, who she also doesn't fuck with. But she does fuck with her granddaughters, and she wants it to go to them. That, and her husband. That whole says situation no. is a very interesting like conundrum. Like, do you choose? Mm-hmm. Damon's kids, which you know are of Targaryen and Valerian blood. So it is the right bloodline to take over Driftmark. You know, like, by, that's how it should be. It should be their bloodline continuing it. Or, kind of like um, uh, Dude says, he's like, people don't remember blood, they remember names. Or do you take Rhaenyra's, who are going to have Valerian name until, what, isn't it like until they ascend to the throne or something? Isn't that when it changes to Targaryen to keep that dynasty right. going? That's right. So that's a really interesting conundrum. Do you want to keep your name in command or do you want to actually keep what is actually your real blood in command? Because there's Targaryen and I don't even remember. What's dude's last name that died? The kids? Um, oh, um, um, Strong. So it's Targaryen and Strong. So I mean, that, I mm-hmm. thought that was like an interesting situation. Like, do you choose blood or do you choose one that has the name? Even though you know they're not actually your blood i thought that was yeah kind of i mean he does it was fascinating and he definitely doesn't want to do that and then we get more of a sense that he's not really doing all this stuff because he thinks his wife would have been a great queen and all that you know over lord over the realms he kind of wants that power for himself and he wants his family name to go on so we get a lot of that in this scene so we kind of see where people's loyalties lie and why they do the things they do um in that scene so i really appreciated them adding that into the into the episode 
then we see Rhaenyra and Damon walk on the beach at night, which is a parallel to her walking on the beach with Lenore before they got married. Um, I don't know if you caught that, but it's like in reverse. So she's on a different side on this time. She's on she's on a different side of, of Lenore than she was from Damon, and it's at night. So it's like a parallel kind of reverse situation going on. And they are telling each other the truth. She tells the truth to Damon. She tells him that, you know, she has this husband and it's fake. And they tried to conceive a couple of times, but she believes that she didn't conceive because there was no joy in the act of them consummating their marriage the couple of times that they actually tried. Um, so we, I, I do like that. She's I was honestly just surprised they honest. tried. I didn't really expect that. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that was their duty, right? They had to do it. And then also some of those old things is like people would like wait outside of your room while you were doing your thing too. Like it was to make sure you were doing it. And then sometimes people would watch. Like it was fucking weird back in the days, man, how, how people did stuff like that. I don't, you know, I haven't been married before, so I don't, I can't speak to marriage consummations. Like I don't know how that goes. Um, I, all I know is when the time comes and I get married, dude, like, uh, I, I just I, I don't want to have have you know been partying too hard to to not do my thing. And I highly doubt that's going to be the case, but you know how shit is. Anyway, back to the actual story. Um, you sure you don't want no people know, outside dude, your just, room or somebody to pat you on the butt and tell you good job or anything? None of that. Okay. None of that. I mean, we can I'm we can good. set up like a midsummer kind of thing for you. Get like a ritual no, circle around you and. Oh God, I got, I got to watch that movie soon, actually. That's around that time. Um, she also tells Damon that Lenore and her, uh, Lenore is never around when when she needs him to be. You know what I'm saying? And and that's one of the biggest parts of this episode we'll see play in later. Lenore literally is never around when he needs to be around for his uh, fake family. Um, so that, that that really sucks for her. And that's why she feels so alone all the time. Then we hear that uh, with Harwin, when she was with Harwin Strong, she felt desired. And Damon knows that Otto or Alicent probably had Harwin killed. He even says that in the episode to Rhaenyra. Like one of them had something to do with it. I don't know to the extent of what they did, but they definitely had something to do with it. So I, I loved that um, they show you that Damon's not a fool, bro. Like he, well, he, he knows also about Renera too, which everybody does about Renera. Yeah. Everybody. Know. That's the worst kept secret, but he kind of knows that like secret everything. was kept he's pretty. He's pretty on top of shit, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he told her, if you don't remember uh, before the time skip, like the scene, the, the same episode where they almost hooked up the first time, he pretty much tells her she needs to be on top of stuff and to understand what people are saying about her so that he, she can stay on top of the game and play yeah. the actual Game of Thrones. So we know that Damon's a smart dude. He's well-read for sure. Um, then you see um, Rhaenyra straight up confronts Damon about leaving her and tells her that her life was shit without him. And he kind of comes back and says, my life hasn't been great either. And then she asks him if she loved Lena. And I don't know if you caught this, but he doesn't actually answer the question. He says they were instead, happy enough said, or something like that. Yeah. Instead of saying if he loved her, he says that they were happy enough. And I mean, I think that's, that's the, that's the real answer. He didn't answer the question in, in a yes or no, but he did answer the question, letting her know that he was happy enough with Lena. Like he liked her, but he didn't, he wasn't like in love with her. So I did uh, appreciate the truth in that. Um, I thought that was really nice, especially for Damon's character. 
Um, and then we also see that uh, they uh, they fuck finally. They they finally sleep with each other. And I think I don't know if you caught this either. He buttered the shit out of that biscuit. But I don't know if you caught this either. But did you notice that they were having sex in a shipwreck? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. So like, is 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 that foreshadowing for their uh, relationship? It's just a wreck. Probably. Shit show. Everything's gonna end badly. It's crazy, man. Um, and then we also see, you know, Damon's back is all scarred up from previous battles. Most likely the battle at the Stepstones. Um, so speaking of good... Damon scars and stuff, have you noticed his neck? Does he Does he have a... Mrs. Sin keeps bringing this up. She thinks he has grayscale. And I kind of noticed something on his neck that does kind of look like it. But apparently she said something about maybe the Targaryens with their blood and everything, like it fights it and makes it a lot slower and not as bad. But there's uh, talk about him having grayscale. I can't speak towards him having grayscale. I don't remember that being in the book, so I have to go back and check. I also don't know. Like, I know that Targaryens, because they inbreed a lot, like a lot of the children end up looking a little weird. So, um, like, like with, with Lena's children, like she, I think I believe the baby that she had, she did have, but it came out looking lizard like, and then, you know, that's when she died and all that stuff later on. But but I don't know if he has grayscale. I, everybody keeps talking about grayscale this season. Like I've noticed that. Like everybody thought the king had grayscale. Now people think Damon has grayscale. Like I don't know why we're on. Okay, why, so I don't here's know why a, we're on the grayscale chain. A theory is something to do with crab feeder. Maybe because of the blood or something to him. I mean, I, I I wouldn't know to be honest. I mean, that's with you. a theory, but I did see that Targaryens are not immune to it, um, or at least the ones without dragons aren't. Uh, I don't know how to say this dude's name. So one of them died from it apparently. So there we go. I don't know. It's a theory we keep seeing. I did see something. It could be like burning or some kind of scarring on his neck, but there's something on his neck. So next episode, look. It's like one side of it. There is something going on there. I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like I like I said, that I'm not really uh prescribing to that, but I mean if it happens, it happens. I, I just don't foresee that necessarily happening uh the way that people are saying. I think, you know, it's easy to look for these things and see whatever to to happen, but I just I didn't notice it. I could be wrong though. Who knows? So we'll we'll see in the in the following episodes for sure. Um so but I'm glad you brought that up. That's a cool little theory that people have. So it's nice to hear that. Um and then we see later on, like moving back on into the show, we see that uh, Bela and Reyna, along with Jace, confront Aemon after claiming Vagar, who was supposed to be claimed by Reyna. Like, that was supposed to be the dragon she claimed after her mom died. So she's rightfully pissed. Rightfully pissed. And apparently Aemon's just a fucking gangster now, so he fights everybody off by himself. And then he threatens to bash Luke's head in with a rock, telling him that Jace... Um, Jace will burn in flames just like his father did. And then that's when we realize, like, Luke doesn't know uh, the truth at this point. Jace pulls out a fucking knife because he's had enough. Uh, and then Jace throws sand in Eamon's face. And Luke slashes his fucking eye out. Slash that whole goddamn eye out. So the prophecy that Helena had is, comes true at this point. And also he gets his comeuppance because Eamon just literally became a fucking asshole. Like, you know, really quick. So that, that, I mean, I don't know how you feel about that scene, but 
that I thought the little kitty fight that they were having was was pretty fun. Yeah. And then it ended with somebody getting their eye cut out. So what were you thinking? Uh, did you think somebody was going to die? Did you think somebody was going to get maimed when that scene was happening? I mean, when he pulled a knife, I was like, there's no way he's actually going to get to, like, kill somebody. Like, I just don't see him killing one of one of them now. Um, I thought it was a good scene, though. I did like it. I like the dude lost an eye because Eamon's going to look pretty badass. I'm not going to lie with an eye patch with the white hair or silver hair or whatever. You know, riding this big-ass dragon. Um, it was a good scene though. I also think the it was, man. the girls, dude, they freaking the one come up and she threw a hell of a punch. I was like, yes, I was so satisfied. She with did. That. She punched the. She's she actually got the best. Dude, she out lit of him up. Everybody when she swung, I was like, damn. Um, one That's thing that though, I kind of, I kind of like. I don't know. Eamon has a point. He's like, you didn't claim it, the dragon. I mean, I guess she probably should yeah, have. I they, know she's mourning, and she, you know, it should have been expected. Th- but he was kind of gangster. And was like, well, you didn't claim it, so I took that shit. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, not just anybody can claim Vagar. Vagar is the biggest dragon in history right now that we know of, and she's had multiple, uh, yeah. multiple riders just because she's so old. Uh, and and that dragon is female, by the way. In case listeners didn't know that. But yeah, Vagar, not anybody can just roll up and claim her. So there's that. But Vagar's also the most like badass looking dragon, I think, right now. Yeah. Vagar's the second most badass looking dragon. The first most badass dragon doesn't exist in the show because. Well, then you can't um, say it's badass Allison, if it doesn't exist in the show. I'm going well, I mean, off the show. It should have been because Allison's supposed to have another kid in this already that has a dragon that I talked about, I think last week that has, she has a, uh, or sorry, he has a blue dragon. I can't remember the name of this damn dragon right now. Well, it doesn't exist. So it can't be the most badass when it exists. Then we can talk about it. Wow. That's how we're doing this. I mean, we're talking about the show, not the book. It's the blue queen. That's what it was. Anyway, you're, you're right though. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. Well, I don't know if she's going to have more kids, at least not with Viserys. I don't see how that would work. I don't see uh, him man, putting it, any more babies out there with his current condition. I don't think he can do anything in his current uh, he can. position. He's dude. pitiful. It's it's really how, sad. How to does he him. take a piss? Can you? Dude, he can't do how shit. Does he, how does he? Can he take a piss? Uh, like I'm, I wonder. Jesus. That may have fell off too with his arm. Who knows? God, that dude is the saddest motherfucker living. Right it, it's now. it's bad. God damn. Anyway, also Damon kind of was moving. like. Fuck you to him too. At one point, whenever he's like, "Come back," it's been long enough, and Damon's like, "No." I'm I good. mean, I mean, I don't blame him because all of that shit happened to Damon because Damon's been exiled twice. Viserys, <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Also, Viserys got mad at Damon for a rumor that he heard from somebody else, and then when Damon asked for, so here's the thing, man. Had had uh, he honored Damon's request and married those two, the events of the show would be so fucking different right now. Yep. But doesn't it doesn't mean they would have been, you know, for the better. Anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep going because I know we're running out of time here. Moving on, though. Um, so after the kitty fight happens and all of that uh, and, and the eyeball getting cut out, the Kingsguard commander, I think his name is Harold Westerling, yeah, Westerling, he breaks up everything. The king gathers everybody in the, the throne room to ask what happened and to see what's going on. And then, obviously, we see Alicent's... Uh, no, 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 not Alicent. 
what happened at that part? I don't want to skip anything because so much shit happened at the same time. Allison blames Aegon immediately because he was too drunk to protect his brother. Yep. So I remember seeing that. And he's just like, me? What did I do? And she's like, you were too drunk. So that happens. So we see him getting shit on by, by everybody for being drunk again. And I thought that was really funny. And that dude's just fucking sad, man. He's also he, not done being getting shit sad. on, by the way. He gets shit on again here in a minute. Yeah, dude. The king <laughs> is told that Jace... Uh, Jason Luke's father fatherhood was what am I trying to say? His parentage. So the, the Jason Luke's parentage came up again, and it was questioned, and it was questioned by um, Amon, and Amon called them bastards, right? So the king hears this. He asks Amon where he heard it, and that scene was really really funny because I I knew. Do you see who he looked at first? Though happen. he looked right oh, he at looked Alice, at almost like the queen. Like mom, exactly, exactly. And I was like, "Oh and shit!" A- yeah, he couldn't snitch on his mom because he knew it was going to happen. So he ended up snitching on his brother. <laughs> Aegon, Aegon shit on again. He's like, "Aegon, uh, Aegon's probably like, what Aegon the shit? I'm drunk as shit over here." He was like, "Me? What? Like, <laughs> just he couldn't Grandpa catch just a break. Slapped the shit out of me, kicked me. Now I'm getting blamed for all kinds this, of shit. I don't even know what's going on." This was the one time. <laughs> this was the one time Aegon was minding his motherfucking business and he got snitched on so hard, dude. It was hilarious. So he got snitched on and he was just like, what do you mean? So the king gets pissed off and asks him where he heard those vile rumors or whatever he says. And then he says like some thugged out shit. He says, everyone knows. Just look at them. And then Allison demands an eye for an eye. And she asks her Chris excuse me, Sir Kristen to carry out that thing. And I'm pretty sure in the episode, Sir Kristen doesn't actually agree to do that. I'm pretty sure he says no. Um, it, I might be wrong on that, like, but I'm pretty sure even Sir Kristen was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go kill this kid for you. I'm not going to cut his fucking eyeball out. Like, cause the Saris is actively but, like, it's over. It's done. Like this whole thing yes. is done. And she's like, no, exactly. She's, she's showing her ass at this point. Um, after the king settles everything down, Allison attacks Renera with the cat's paw dagger, uh, nonetheless. Sir Kristen was going to step in, but then Damon stops him, which was awesome to see. That, I, I love like, that part. Because yeah, this Damon whole was just time, watching like, the whole thing. In the you, didn't, you didn't mention that. The whole time this whole, all this shit's going down with like all them confronting the kids and trying to find out the story, Damon is leaned up just watching the world burn like Damon does so well all the time. And I love it. Like yeah. all this shit's going down, it, and he's was just leaned fantastic. up watching the show. Like, okay. And it's not it until really nice Sir Kristen comes that he steps in and just stops him. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. I did. I did very much enjoy that, but uh, he definitely stopped her. And I don't know if we're supposed to gather this from what we saw, but what I got from this is that when it comes to just physical prowess, like uh, Rhaenyra is much stronger and yes. much more of a warrior than Alicent would ever be. Rhaenyra she stops her from Alicent. She's way tougher, in my opinion, physically. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, I 100% agree. She stopped that from happening, and she kind of held Alicent's hands with the with the cat's paw dagger in her hand from cutting her, and just kind of talked to her while they were doing that. And I don't know how much of this conversation was supposed to be. Uh, heard by everybody because you know how shows do where characters will talk and then for some reason nobody fucking hears it but it's really cool it's a standoff and i really enjoyed that and then Rhaenyra says it must be exhausting hiding beneath the cloak of your own righteousness and i loved all of that because dude allison's a fucking asshole so i really liked her getting uh getting told 
in that scene what was going on. Now everyone can see you for who you really are, is what she tells Allison. And then when she says that, that pisses Allison off. So she slashes her forearm and cuts her. And when she does that, everybody's real shocked because she's like, oh my God, you just cut the, the princess. You just cut the our future ruler because you were pissed off. So now everybody knows that Allison is flawed. She's not super righteous like she pretends to be. And that she's just like everybody else playing the Game of Thrones. So I really, really enjoyed that fall of her character there. Um, that was excellent, excellent to see. And it was definitely one of the best scenes in the episode by far. And Renera doesn't flinch either. She gets cut and blood's running down her arm and she's just standing there looking at her. Like, Renera's kind of a yeah, badass at times. She is a badass. Not only does she fucking stand up and walk across the damn world True. when she just popped a baby out bleeding still, uh, she also took this cut like a fucking gangster because she is one, and I love that. And then uh, Eamon says that he may have lost an eye, but he gained a dragon, which Otto would agree to later on uh, when he's talking to Allison in uh, in private. So we see that. A very strong, and powerful dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the the biggest, strongest dragon that exists at the moment. One one thousand per one thousand times worth the price that he paid. Like if he died for that dragon, it still would have been worth it. But then nobody could ride it. So what? Blah 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 blah. But anyway, um. So yeah, man. Otto's super happy because now they have the biggest dragon and and all that. So everybody's happy for it. Otto also tells her that he's happy that she fought for her place. He's super proud of her and his own fucked up manipulating way, his gaslighting way. He tells her that he's proud of her. So she's kind of happy to be in her father's good graces again at that point. Then we see Lenore, or Lenore, Jesus, Lenore. He shows up late again saying that he'll do his best. Uh, he'll send Sir Carl away and that he'll be the best husband that she can, that he can be and that he's going to completely devote himself to her. Do you like when he shows up, go his dreads are down, like he's been drinking and just having a good time? I mean, yeah, that's what I look like when I come home late. You know so what I'm talking about, though? Like, whenever he's, like, proper and he's, like, doing his husband duties, dreads are pulled back all nice and neat. Whenever he comes in, dreads are down, wild as shit. Just tipsy, having fun. It's like, oh, I'm late. What happened? Yeah, I mean, but that, that, that goes to, to what I was talking about earlier, like, He's never around. No. Rhaenyra constantly feels alone. He doesn't perform any of his husbandly duties like whatsoever. He wants to recommit all of a sudden because all this shit's happened. But it's too fucking late. So we see that the king's family leaves and Alicent's, uh what does she do? She tries to to apologize to, to Viserys for everything to happen, but he doesn't give a fuck at this point. He, he doesn't care and he tells her not to speak of it again because he's in pain and he just... He's really pissed off that she made a fucking ass of herself and tried to fucking kill his daughter. So he's not having it. Um, and she doesn't really need the king in her good graces. She's just doing that because that's what uh, Otto told her to do. Like, Otto runs the shit anyway. But, like, she's just doing it because that's what he told her to do and it doesn't work. But we already know as viewers and as readers of the book that Viserys isn't long for this fucking world anyway. So she's only got to put up with his shit for a little bit longer anyway. Um and then we see Renera telling uh, Damon that she can't face the Greens alone. And that's the first time that she refers to the Hightowers as the Greens in the show. So I really uh, liked that. And uh, she also says that they should get married. And then Damon says that they can't get married because of Lenore. And he has a plan for that about Lenore. And we're led to believe that the plan 
is to just kill him off. Um, and we we find out more about that here in a few minutes. But Damon pays Sir Carl to aid in faking Lenore's death. I don't know if you caught this. Uh, yeah. When I first watched it, I didn't catch it at first because I wasn't used to seeing Lenore bald. But um, <laughs> well, I'll get into it here in just a minute. But uh, he makes sure he makes sure that there's a witness. Yeah, they start that's a fight thing. He's like, other. make sure we have a witness. Like he actively says that in the conversation. I was like, that's kind of a weird request if you're going to murder somebody that you have a witness. But it makes perfect sense. It does, yeah. Once you see the advance, but yeah. So um, they start a fight with each other. Uh, Sir Carl actually starts to fight and, and you know pretends to kill uh, Lenore, which we think is real at the time, and even has a fake body in place to be burned so that they can't identify the body. Um, and then Damon um, tells Rhaenyra before this plan is carried out that uh, it's going to suck for Rhaenys and and Lenore's dad. I can't think of his Corlys is his name. It's going to suck for Rhaenys and Corlys because they're going to think that they lost, you know, their children. They essentially killed their name, by the way. They did. Like, um, there will be no 100%. actual uh, Valerian heirs now. Yeah, and it, and it's sad for them, for sure. But, you know, it's kind of what Lenore wanted anyway. And it's what Damon and Rhaenyra need to, to make this work. So they burn the fake body. And then Sir Carl escapes with a new shaven Lenore to live in peace and they have money. Uh, they're going to go to a place where they can start a new life and they're, they're gone now. They're out, they're out the game. They don't have to play the game of Thrones anymore. They can be who they actually want to be uh, lovers and they're doing their thing. And then we see that Lenora's parents are heartbroken over this, but Renera marries her uncle Damon uh, in a private ceremony. The only people there are the maester and their children that witness this. And then we see that Laris offers uh, to balance the scales an eye for an eye. Allison actually denies this, but says that she will need him soon. So he says that he'll wait for her call because he knows that she's going to ask him to do some shady shit. He's going to do it and she's going to have to reward him for that later. So we see that the episode started and ended with the sounds of the ocean. And uh, that's my recap for the episode. So I have a prediction and it, it may be way off. Um, and this obviously is no spoiler because we've been talking about Viserys' declining health. I think season one ends with Viserys. I think the final episode of Viserys passes away. And I think, because I believe that is the final spark that will set off this war because then it will be officially. Right now there's no dispute for who the king is. Viserys is the king. There's no way around it. But I think once he goes with the way Allison's playing, trying to get Aegon to be king, and then obviously Rhaenyra's the heir. I think that will be the final spark, and I think that in season one and season two we'll have the the ensuing battle, which I think is called Dance of Dragons, Dance of the Dragons or something, right? Between the Greens and the Blacks, which Greens is mm-hmm. Hightower, Blacks is uh, Targaryens. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it ends. I think his death will be the final episode. Because obviously he's not I don't, he's not going to make it to season two. His health has declined rapidly over the last several episodes, and it's just getting worse and worse where he's barely functioning if he makes it that yeah, that's far, true we're gonna get what, three two more episodes three more episodes i believe there's two episodes left and he's i'm i'm pretty sure that that's right i mean they kind of they kind of telegraph that with how things are going he's either gonna yeah. die i mean the that's last a good cliffhanger though like oh shit he's dead what's gonna happen now actually i want to say more um, but I don't want to say spoilers because I did kind of look to see. I was curious about lineage and like how many kings and stuff, so I kind of saw what's coming. But I don't want to say spoilers, obviously, right now. So 
I'm just gonna say I think Viserys' death is is what's gonna go down. That's my prediction. I mean, all I know is that makes sense because for the book readers like myself, we know that once Viserys dies, the actual war starts uh, between the Blacks and the Greens. So that that's when that happens. I think that's gonna be pretty epic if done right. Hopefully, they've made enough money on season one that they can invest a lot more for sweet dragon fights and all kinds of shit that's going to go down. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, that, that's all I got for the episode. I usually, I, I kind of sprinkled in some book knowledge as well when I was talking about the episode itself. And Have you read all of this about, section of the book? Um, not all of it, no. I need to, I'm going to be working on reading it as I get free time. Like, I got to find this section because it's, I really have enjoyed this. Like I said, this is my favorite episode so far. And I, but I've enjoyed the series. Like every episode has been really good. And I'm excited, genuinely excited to watch each episode. So that's been, it's been fun. Um, but another fantastic analysis, sir. I appreciate you going in depth for us. Um, that was fun. It was a fun episode and it's time. It's time to, to wrap this thing up before we wrap it up. Make pass sure the whiskey. Pass that whiskey. Whiskey. Because it's the last call. I actually... Hmm? I actually have a last call question that I just thought about. And uh, I wanted to get... I wanted, to, I wanted to, to ask you and get your opinion on it. I mean, he didn't even let me get all the way in the last call. I'm trying to announce to all the patrons, but okay. If, if you're chomping at the bit that much, what do you got for us? So, last call question this, from Christian this week. Yeah, this is what I have. Obviously, we're both big fans of horror. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are, you know, plenty of horror icons out there. You know, you got your Freddies, your Chuckies, your Michaels, your 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 Jasons, you got all Ghostface, all kinds of people. Yep. But and we may have talked about this on pod before, and forgive me if this is a repeat, but I wanted to know for you personally, out of all the horror icons that you can think of, which one actually scared you the most and why? Like, why was this particular horror icon the scariest for you? Which one of them gave you the nightmares? Which one of them had you staying up at night? Which one of them did you see in the shadows when there was nothing there? Which one would you most hate to see? Like, that kind of thing. Like, which one really got under your skin the most? And why was that? So, I will say, especially as an adult, none of them phase me. I'm desensitized. As a kid... Mm-hmm. It will be one you would never, ever guess that it didn't give me nightmares. I can never say that I actually had nightmares about any like particular horror character. I'm very weird. Um, as an adult, I had like this vivid zombie dream and I woke up. And I was like, damn, that was badass. That that would be such a cool movie. Like it, I didn't even wake up scared. Like I was sweaty because I was running apparently in my sleep. So I, God knows what I was doing like in bed, probably like flailing around like an idiot. But I was like sprinting. I woke up. I was like, damn, that was pretty badass. Um, I can't say they actually gave me nightmares. But one that always creeped me out was uh, something I saw on a poster. It was a movie poster in an old movie store that was in a grocery store. Like they had a, a movie area like a, where you could rent movies and stuff. Like VHSs and stuff back, back then. And it was a movie poster for Leprechaun. And for some reason... It, I think it's actually, I don't know if it's Leprechaun 1. Um, That's the one with the... It's one with a shadow. Like, he's standing and it's a long shadow kind of thing. I'm trying to find the which one it is. Pretty sure that's the first one. Is it the first one? But it was like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It was something about that. Like, I would always look at that poster and just kind of be like, uh... 
Yeah, I think it is Leprechaun. He's peeking through a door or something. And I was just mm-hmm. like, why does he look so creepy? For some reason, that bo- I don't know why that would always kind of... As a kid, like a young kid, I don't know. That's valid. I get that. What about you? Did you have one? Um, yeah, I did. So, I mean, when I was a kid, I had a super... I st- to this day, actually. I have a super, super vivid, active imagination. And when I dream, I dream very vividly and very actively as well. So... Um, all of the horror icons, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I had a dream about each one of them at, at some point. But the one that got me the most, the one that actually got under my skin, the one that scared me the most, the one that kept me up was definitely Michael Myers. And there's a couple of reasons for that. So like with Freddy, you know, with, with Freddy, the reason why he didn't scare me as much because he talked a lot. Right. And, and that made him way less scary to me. And also it was in my dreams and in my, in your dreams, usually like if, if you're thinking about it, if you, if you can control your dreams a little bit, then, you know, you kind of do your thing. So there was that. Um, so he did, he scared me because his powers were cool, but like, he just wasn't scary in general to me. Um, Chucky was kind of scary cause he's just so fucking little dude. Like he, he could get into places you could, you wouldn't think of, you know what I'm saying? He could legitimately be under your fucking bed. He could be in your closet. He could be hanging out in your fucking shower when you're going to take a shit in your most vulnerable moments. You know what I'm saying? Like he could be anywhere. So he was, he was creepy to me, but he didn't keep me up. Michael kept me up because one, he didn't talk Two, his mask was just blank. It was this emotionless face. You couldn't see his eyes. I agree. You couldn't see his eyes at all. So that really got me. And like, he never ran like even Jason ran right in the, in the earlier films, but he doesn't run now. But like, Michael just really freaked me out. And I think it's, it's the same reason why some people are afraid of clowns, you know, because their, their faces don't match up because they're, they typically look too happy and their faces are pale white. So it makes the expressions even more uh, expressive, if you will. And, and that's kind of why Michael scared me, because there's nothing there. I couldn't tell what he was looking at, what he was thinking about, what he was going to do. And it just really creeped me out. And he never made any noise. And in all the films, like he barely made any noise whatsoever, unless you can hear him breathing through the mask. But other than that, man, it just really freaked me out. He was always in the shadows and he has the perfect kind of get up to constantly be perfectly hidden in the shadows as long as as long as he wasn't out in broad daylight walking around. You couldn't see the fucker. So that that really got me when I was when I was younger, man. And and he he fucked me up. And then I I'll tell you this really quickly before we leave here. The first time I watched Halloween 2, I didn't know what to do with my with my life because the original Halloween 2 from the 80s, man, he he goes to the hospital and just takes everybody out in the hospital until he gets to Lori. And I used to think, like, the hospital is the safest place you can be aside from a police station. And that wasn't the case in that film. So that really fucked me up when I was younger. But, um, you know, things have changed now. Like, none of this stuff really scares me now. I just really enjoy watching it. And Halloween 2 is one of my secret favorite films because, or at least uh, horror films because of how I felt the first time I watched it, the nostalgia of it. I actually got a Halloween two mug I'm drinking out of right now. And uh, I, I love it, man. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite uh, items that I own right now, but anyway, that's, that's what got me the most. And uh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a good question. Thank you for that, sir. We appreciate it. And if uh, anybody out there listening would like to have their question featured on the last call, portion of the show be sure to hit us up on social media 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Sipping with Sin, S I P P I N with Sin. Send us a DM on there with your last call question. Just put last call question and then your question. Uh, would love to have it featured. Or you can join the Gilded server, gilded.gg slash sinister pack. In the application, just put I'm from the podcast. And then there is a whole section dedicated uh, to Sipping with Sin. We have stuff from our socials, the episode chat, topics, suggestions, what you've been drinking on. Show us your uh, your beverage. Uh, and last call questions as well as Sinister Tales. You can also post them there if you have a personal horror story or something you'd like to share, a scary experience maybe you and a friend or somebody had, um, or something you found on the internet, a scary story uh, and things that go bump in the night kind of deal. We love to feature them and talk about them as well. Uh, but like I said, follow us on social media. Don't forget every Wednesday, new episode at 8 a.m. Central Time. They come out on Apple, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Anchor.fm, all the audio platforms. Go check it out. Rate it five stars. Subscribe to it. Follow it. Show it some love. Share it with a friend. We would greatly appreciate it. Let's continue to grow the audience. And the video version comes out on my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash Sinister every Wednesday at 8 a.m. also. So if you'd rather watch the, the video version in the background and, ha- and listen to the podcast, there you go. You can check it out, and you can see Christian's lovely static image right here. Um, and you can follow me. You can follow my personal social media. I'd love to hear from you. Talk about spooky things or whatever with us. Uh, I stream full-time, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sinister. I am Sinister TV, excuse me. And then you can find me streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash I am Sinister TV. You can find me on Facebook, fb.gg slash I am Sinister TV. And then TikTok Live at I am Sinister TV. And fun story, as of time of recording this week, we actually have, we can uh, now get subscriptions and subs on TikTok. So it's a new thing we have. So come over there and check out our TikTok Live. We'd love to have you. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. And be sure to show the podcast some love. Like I said, rate it five stars. Go show Christian some love as well, Horrorverse. I'm sure he'll talk about it. And uh, Christian, where can the lovely folks find you? So I'm actually going to do it a little bit different. I'm not going to plug my own personal social media. I want to plug the socials for my podcast, as you okay. just mentioned. And that is at Horrorverse Pod on all social media platforms. Just follow us at Horrorverse Pod. Uh, I would love to see you guys come over and hang out. I would love to see you guys ask me some questions, you know, movie suggestions, anything you guys got, please let me know at Horrorverse Pod on all the socials. That would be fantastic. That's where you guys can find me. I am the most active on those socials, and I would love to see you. And uh, we, we've been posting and retweeting and sharing some of uh, the stuff from those socials. So definitely go show them some love. Spread over there. Tell them you're coming from Sipping with Sin if you have to. And uh, let them know, you know, that you're coming over from this podcast. And show some love to Christian on, and him and his partner on their, their uh, new podcast as well. But that's going to do it. It's time we shut it down. You don't have to go home, but you got to go the hell out of here. We'll see you guys next week for yet another episode. And you know what time it is. It's time for Christian to shut this damn thing down. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review, smash that like button, and leave your recommendations in the comment section below. But most importantly, guys, don't get gutted. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.